Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio or on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hello and welcome to this Monday edition of The Inner Life here on the Memorial of St. Dominic. I'm Josh Raymond and I hope you had a good weekend. Hope you had a little chance for some rest and be able to relax, be able to uh, spend some time in prayer. Of course, go to Mass this weekend. Um, but that being able to take some time to play, to have some uh, <laughs> recreation in your life, what, what do you do for that? What are some of the different ways that you end up spending your, your, uh, your leisure time? What about playing a game with a group of friends? You know, there's lots of different ones that you used to play as a kid. When's the last time you played hide-and-seek? Normally, that is a game that's played by younger children, but have you ever played it as an adult? Hide-and-seek is something that our family, we still will play from time to time. And uh, we have nine children, my wife and I. And they range in ages from their mid-20s down to two and a half. And when we play hide-and-seek, especially in the evenings, we'll turn off most of the lights in our house except for in the kitchen area. And then everyone can run around and hide anywhere in those darkened rooms. One of the kids, well, multiple of the kids, they always want to volunteer to be it. But one of them, you know, will choose one. They'll try and find the rest of us. They have to count to, we usually give a pretty high number for the kids, 50, 60, 100, something like that. And then once they count that, they call out that famous warning, ready or not, here I come. And while they're searching for everyone else, the lights have to stay off in the house. And the person who is it. They can have one small flashlight to try and help them find people, but the darkness, all the shadows, they help make it a bit more difficult to find someone hiding in a dark corner or in some space where even a flashlight, it can create more shadows. My wife and I, one of us will commonly help the youngest of our children, you know, the younger one or two of our children to find a good hiding space. But then after we help them, we still have to run and find our own space to hide. Some of the kids, they're still small enough to hide in an empty cupboard or uh, some small space where it doesn't look like anyone really could fit, but they're able to squeeze in there. But me, uh, being the tallest one in our family, I have to be a little more creative on where I can hide. Finding a spot in a closet is usually one of my go-tos. It works pretty well for me, especially if there are some long coats or maybe if I go into the back of the closet in one of our teenage girls' rooms where they have some longer dresses, you know, some sort of long piece of clothing. And I can crouch back in the corner of the closet there behind that dress or that coat or whatever it is that can hide me. And then I just have to wait silently there. 
Now, when you are in that kind of silent moment, have you ever noticed how things that you, you normally don't pay attention to most of the rest of the time, when you're quiet, when you're silent, everything around you is silent, you start to hear little things. The first one for me, if I ran to find that hiding spot and I'm breathing just a little bit heavy, kind of catching my breath from running through the house to, to get to that place, I start realizing how loud my breathing is when nothing else is making any noise. It's so loud in that quiet space. I'm sure that anyone else coming into the room, they're going to be able to hear me. They're going to hear that breathing. And even on top of the breathing, sometimes I can even hear my heart beating a little, you know, just that little bit of uh, accelerating your pulse rate. And then there's the noise of the person who is it walking through the house trying to find everybody else. On any other day at almost any other time, I would probably never hear footsteps. But with everything silent in the dark house, now I can hear those steps coming up the stairs. Or if they step into a bathroom, you know, on the tile floor, makes their steps just slightly louder on that tile with the mirrors and how everything's a little more live in that room. And then I might notice that I can hear the little bit of air moving out from the vent in the floor, the air conditioning that's working. Again, I wouldn't normally hear that sound, but now there's that tiny little constant whoosh of air that I can hear blowing into the room since it's so silent. All of these little things that I normally miss during the regular activity of the day, when everything stops, including me, when I stop, I notice so much that is actually happening in that quiet space. Have you had moments like that where you realize in those silent moments, these little small things that you might be missing at other times? What is it that you're oblivious to in your day because of the noise or because of the activity that normally surrounds you? What's passing by unnoticed because you have the television on? or you're watching or listening to something on your phone. And more than just the physical world, what might you be missing spiritually because of noise, because of that pandemonium or chaos of activity that happens around you? Are you missing things that God might be trying to communicate to you because there's no room for silence in your life? Is the Holy Spirit, maybe it's speaking, but not really able to get through to you because you can't hear what's being said? Well, today on The Inner Life, we want to spend the hour talking about the importance of silence in our spiritual lives. And joining us is our spiritual director today, Father Joseph Ilo, is back with us once again. Father Ilo is a priest in the Archdiocese of San Francisco, and he's the pastor at Star of the Sea Parish there in San Francisco. Father Ilo, it's always good to have you here on The Inner Life. Welcome back. Great to be back, Josh. And well, what can we say? Silence is golden, isn't it? It is. It is. Well, and let, let's let's start there. Just um, kind of broad understanding of silence. Why is it so important for our interior life and our spiritual growth? I like to quote Mother Teresa, who said, In the silence of the heart, God speaks. Souls of prayer are souls of great silence. And she would have her sisters have two holy hours a day, hours of more or less silence. They would, I think in the second holy hour, they would pray the rosary. But even the rosary, this rhythmic prayer is a time of stillness, a 
kind of quieting down and silence. And so if we need times of silence and stillness throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the year. That's why priests are required to do a silent retreat by canon law once a year, five days a year of silence. And we really, priests should do a holy hour every day, an hour of silence. And But it's so beneficial to everyone, this periodic time of stillness and quieting and silence in our lives. In the silence of the heart, God speaks. Mm. Well, and we see this in the life of Jesus. Uh, there are so many times where he would withdraw from everything that was happening around him. He'd just go spend time alone, away from everyone and everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there'd be times where he would spend even an entire night, you know, he'd go off on his own, spend an entire night. And and we kind of see this very much at the beginning, before he even begins his public ministry. Right after he's baptized, he then goes off into the wilderness for 40 days and spends that mm-hmm. time alone there. Um, what what can we what can we learn from the life of Christ in how mm. we approach silence? The Lord's life was marked by silence. He was born in the middle in the stillness of the night. He rose from the dead in the stillness of the night. But I think his time in the desert just before he began his public ministry is the template for all of us. A fruitful life is one that that begins in silence. Before we do anything great, we have to step back. Moses went up the mountain alone to meet God in the silence for 40 days before he brought the law to the people. And so our Lord also just after he was baptized, went into the desert for 40 days to be in silence. Now, um, the desert is the, the place of stillness. There were these men and women that went into the desert in the third and fourth centuries. We call them the desert fathers, sometimes the desert mothers. St. Anthony of the desert, for example, Anthony of Egypt left his inheritance behind his family, his great bustling city of Alexandria, to go into the desert where he said, you can't even hear a leaf blowing in the breeze. It's it's almost absolute silence, except, as you mentioned, maybe your own heart beating or your breathing. And that's what our Lord did. He prepared for his great work of redemption, of his public ministry for three years by retreating, retiring into the desert outside of the Judean wastes, just rock and sand, for 40 days. And at the end of that, the silence was rudely broken by the belligerent and taunting braying, I could say, of of the devil. He comes and taunts the Lord. If you really are the Son of God, that's the first, that breaks the beautiful silence of our Lord. Not only silence of the ears, but silence of the body. He was fasting. He was still in his uh, posture, we assume. He was uh, stillness of the taste, stillness of the touch, stillness of the eyes. You can't see anything in the desert, but 
you know, kind of sameness. And that is broken by the by the devil and is taunting. And what does the Lord do when that silence is broken? This is a key for us when we're trying to get silent and still before the Lord and we're distracted, sometimes by the devil's taunts, you know, temptations. Well, he he returns to Scripture. The devil taunts him and he just quotes Scripture. But Scripture says man cannot live but on bread alone, etc. So I think that's a key also for us. We try to get silence. If we if we make that honest attempt by turning electronics off, by getting uh, retiring apart from from people for a time, and we're we're distracted, well, you you pick up the Bible, you return to the Word of God. But I think the 40 days in the desert is essential for any of us who wants to take the inner life seriously. We look to the Lord. Well, you know, most of us that we have our normal work, um, you know, maybe family obligations, depending on, uh, you know, where we are kind of in whatever stage of life, uh, it's going to be almost impossible as young, leading up to even middle-aged adulthood to try and find a true 40-day window where we could just withdraw Mm -hmm. from everything. How do we take that idea of that 40-day you know that 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 fasting praying that silence that we see in the life of mm-hmm. Jesus how do we take that and kind of adapt it to our lives when we have to work when we have to take care of our family how do we bring that into our own lives here and now great question well lent is that 40 day period every year that we incorporate some of those elements into our busy lives so we fast from food, obviously, but we also fast from the distractions by going to daily mass, perhaps praying the rosary every day, reading scripture, fasting from electronics, things like that. So uh, Lent, but on a throughout the year, uh, so we, there's some, there are things we can do every day and then every week and then every year. So I just happen to be talking to you from a family camp in Wyoming. I'm not in California, but there's a there's seven or eight families who have come together for a week at a a ranch in a canyon in Wyoming, and there's no electronics, there's no cell signal and no internet except in the camp director's office in which I'm sitting right now talking to you through the internet. But everybody else takes uh, a week off from the the electronic uh, distractions. And they have to prepare for that, right? They have to get everything in a row so they don't have to be on the internet answering emails and phone calls for a week, and they tell everybody that. But when you have this kind of silence, for example, and where this family camp in a canyon, isolated, very isolated, you begin to notice the the, the uh, chirps of the birds, the, the wind in the trees, the soft chatter of the children playing in the grass, the word of God. We have mass every day. And it's there's a lot of silence in the Mass. There can be anyway. And then you just hear the Word of God or the words of the canon of the Mass. We pray the Liturgy of the Hours, and we just let the quiet voice of God speak to us. So that's something families can do, or, or single people, uh, every year. They can take a retreat. They can, they can retreat with other families into a, a kind of a camp like this. 
it costs money, it costs time, it, it takes preparation, but it can be done. And it's such a so that's an annual experience of silence. Uh, daily, I think uh, the family rosary. The rosary is a kind of an act of rhythmic, repeti- repetitive silence. And so the family rosary every day or a few times a week or, or family Bible time where you get everybody together and uh, just have one of the kids or one of the parents read a chapter of the Bible. Let us speak to you in the quiet. It's an intentional uh, setting ourselves apart from the busy world. Family meals are really acts of silence. That is, all the electronics is off. I think any time we're at a table, we should never have a cell phone on it should be on airplane mode <laughs> whenever we're either a conversation with a person visiting or or certainly at meals but very few families have family meals on a regular basis and, and so that's a daily act of of stillness of uh, rhythmic habitual act actions that quiet the mind and the spirit and then there's weekly things, obviously weekly mass, or maybe just a weekly family rosary, or a weekly holy hour in silence before the Blessed Sacrament. All of these things are quite doable for anyone who lives in the world, but it just takes planning, perseverance, and intention. Yeah, that planning is <laughs> pretty important there. Uh, talking with Father Joseph Ilo here today on The Inner Life. And Father Ilo is a priest in the Archdiocese of San Francisco. Today we're discussing the importance of finding silence in our lives uh, to allow us to grow in that interior journey, um, to allow us to draw closer to Christ. How have you been able to find and create that quiet space in your life? And how has it helped you to be able to hear what God is saying to you? Maybe it's difficult for you to find that silent space, that silent time, or are you even a little uneasy to just spend that time in silence? If you have a question for Father Ilo, you're welcome to call in. If you've had some success being able to find that silence, cultivate that silence in your life, we'd love to hear how you've been able to do that. 888-914-9149 is the number to call into the studio and speak with us. 888-914-9149. Or you can email us, at relevantradio.com And we'll continue talking about how we can find silence in our lives Coming up next here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We receive hundreds of your phone calls every day, all thanks to the Catholic Order of Foresters studio line. Our sponsor offers flexible life insurance and annuities. Visit RelevantRadio.com slash Forrester today, an Illinois life insurance society not available in all states. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Josh Raymond, and I'm joined today by Father Joseph Ilo, pastor at Star of the Sea Parish in San Francisco. Today we're talking about the importance of silence in our interior lives, and how have you been able to find that silence, that quiet space, that quiet time in your own life? 
or maybe that is difficult for you and you'd like some advice on how to maybe create and cultivate that silence in your life, you're welcome to call and join the program here at 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Especially if you have a busy family, if you know the kids are always active, if it seems like there's always noise that's surrounding you, how have you been able to find that silence in your life? Uh, that silence, as Father uh, Ilo said, so golden, 888-914-9149. Uh, Father, you mentioned a few times in the opening segment about being able to turn off electronic devices. And do you think that that, you know, our phones, our laptops, our tablets, the television, um, so many different things that we have access to that are good, you know, bring us information and entertainment. Do you think those are the biggest distractions in our lives? Uh, or do you think there's something else that is even... Uh, a, a bigger problem for us in being able to, you know, it prevents us from finding and entering into that silence. Well, uh, I'm always suspicious of things that distract us that also advertise to us that people make money on. So oh, just, sure. Yeah. We have, we have, <laughs> I mean, all these electronics, they're not free and uh, we pay in many ways. Obviously, um, <laughs> For example, Google is the world's largest ad agency. Uh, it's a search engine, yes, but I mean, it's 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 there to make money. So the commercial dimensions of all the distractions, and that helps us to kind of push them aside. I don't need to listen to commercials all my life. Uh, but those distractions have a greater power to the degree that we do not train our minds on on the greatest and most beautiful things in life. So if, if we are in the habit of spending quality time with our spouses, our, our children, our friends, or if we've developed the habit of regular reading of scripture, spiritual reading, great novels, uh, then these other kinds of kind of banal distractions will have less attractive force for us. So I think it's not so, it's not so much... Uh, fasting from or uh, turning off things as putting ourselves into the right space to begin with. There's a really important book called Leisure, the Basis of Culture by the philosopher Joseph Pieper. He was German. He died in 1997. He wrote this book in 1948, just after the war, when really Europe and America had to decide, are we going to become workaholics constantly applying ourselves to achieving certain things or are we going to have space in our our, our lives for what he called leisure meaning um, not absolute silence but reading great books uh, having great conversations with people uh, are we, so it's the question of super do we choose superficiality the, the constant tiny endorphin hits we get from achieving things or are reading texts these days or, or emails or, or two-minute YouTube videos, or are we going to put in the work, the effort for real leisure? That is uh, going deeper, applying ourselves to a great novel or uh, cultivating friendships that uh, seek the greater things through conversations and, and common efforts together. So I think 
put our, put, putting ourselves, choosing, applying ourselves to the great books or and, and the good books, the, the great ideas and the good ideas, the, the, the beauty of authentic liturgy, of worship, that will make the distractions pale in their attractive force. Why would we choose the lesser when we have the, the greater in our lives? I just want to mention, uh, Father Kavicki just pointed out that it's St. Dominic's Day. Mm-hmm. And um, so he, he, he did two things in his life. He, he, he spoke with God and he spoke about God. In the Dominican tradition, that's called contemplatio et predicatio. So contemplation and then, and then preaching. The order of preachers are dedicated to the Dominicans, those two things. He, it said that Dominic spoke with God essentially listening to God in silence all night. And then all day, he, he shared with others the fruits of his contemplation. So he received in silence and contemplation, and then he gave to others by speaking about that. And that, the Dominican ideal is so powerful. I know you have a couple of Dominicans on the show sometimes, Father uh, Michael Hurley here in San Francisco, the pastor of St. Dominic's Church. And so the Dominican tradition is, really key it, it's it's uh, you know it's enduring in the church's life it's over 800 years old the dominican charism i think we could learn from saint dominic especially on this day what silence is it's it's not just not speaking or not listening to anything but it's um listening clearing the way the distractions so we can read and listen to and pray well and then the act that's the that's the um, contemplative dimension but then there's the active dimension the, the flip side of that is then to give what we have received by by speaking you know speaking and writing writing letters not just emails that are necessarily superficial to some degree but but putting pen to paper and thinking thoughtfully writing an epistle to someone uh, writing a little book. I think everybody should write a book in their lifetime, whether it gets published or not. Putting the effort into a, a longer work of uh, sharing what we have heard ourselves in silence. I, I like that, you know, you brought this concept of there's the time for silence and listening but there's the time mm-hmm. for then acting on what we have received in that silence. Um, because I think there can be this idea of, I want to just pull away. And the more time I can spend in silence, mm-hmm. the better life will be. Mm-hmm. But what you're really talking about there is it could be isolation. And isolation is not healthy for mm-hmm. any Christian. You know, we're part of the body of Christ. So there are times where, yes, you should pull away from what's happening and be able to have those silent moments and fill them up, as you were saying, with what uh, uh, bolsters us in our spiritual life. But that shouldn't be the end-all, be-all of what we do, because we still are called to bring Christ to a world that needs to, to be introduced to Christ. Um, needs to have their own relationship with him. So, yeah, I, I'm so glad you brought that forward in that silence. It doesn't just end there, but it, it inspires and motivates us to then take Christ to the world. Quite right. And not only in the active part of our lives, but in the silence and contemplation, it's almost always better to do that with other people, or at least 
have other people in mind. So if we're completely alone, part of our prayer should be intercessory. That is, we're praying for the people in our lives, even when we're not with them. But also, mass together is an act of silence, or praying the rosary together, or doing holy hours. It's so wonderful to go into our adoration chapel in San Francisco and see 20 people or 50, you know, in the church. We have all day in the church. And to see people in silence before the Lord is the, really the highest form of contemplation, I think. Because isolation is always bad. Our Lord went with his apostles into the Garden of Gethsemane. He took people with him when he went to enter into silence. Now he he went a stone's throw from them, but he came back twice and and said to them, are you also praying with me? Pray with me, even though we are silent together. Right. Well, and we saw that even just this Saturday um, with the Feast of the Transfiguration. Jesus takes mm-hmm. with him yeah. his three close apostles, you know, spends time praying there on the mountain. They fall asleep, just like in the Garden of Gethsemane, but mm-hmm. uh, he brings them along. There is that united mm-hmm. Uh, familial aspect there. Again, talking with Father Joseph Ilo today here on The Inner Life and our phone number if you'd like to call in as we're talking about finding silence in our lives, the importance of that silence as we grow in our spiritual journey. Our phone number here, 888-914-9149. How have you been able to find that silence in your life? How have you been able to cultivate that silence? Or maybe you haven't been able to find that silence. It's been very difficult, or you're even a little scared or uneasy of having too much silence in your life. Um, It's something that makes you uncomfortable, and you'd like to talk with Father Ilo. 888-914-9149 is the phone number. Our email address is innerlife at relevantradio.com. Father, we've got Tanya, who is listening to us in Lansing, Michigan. Tanya, welcome to The Inner Life. You're on the air. Hi there. How are you doing? Great. Very well. Thanks for calling in. Good. Um, Your topic really hit home with me because about two and a half years ago, um, everything really changed for me um, as far as my work life goes. We were all sent home, as many people were, to work remotely. And sorry, I'm a little out of breath here. I'm I'm walking right now the river trail in my town. But um, that's one the one thing that has really changed for me is my lunch hour now. I'm either listening to a podcast such as yours or praying the rosary, intercessory prayer. And before, I didn't have time to do that. I was surrounded by coworkers stopping at my desk, going out for lunch, that kind of thing. Again, sorry, I need to slow down a little bit here. Um, But it's just really opened up a whole new world to me of being able to be in that silence and have that extra prayer time that I didn't have before. That's that's great, Tanya. And, you know, I do think walking is important. Walking is kind of, even though it's activity, it's stilling, stilling the body or giving the body a rhythmic, um, repetitive action that kind of stills it down. So when I pray the rosary, I usually do it. If I'm not praying with other people, or if I do a second rosary, I'll do it walking or cycling. I ride a bike every day through the city for exercise. So it's that kind of um, repetitive action, both the prayer of the rosary and the walking, which is a kind of a stillness in itself. And, and of course, the benefits of the body. We should do some uh, more 
we're a sedentary people, so walking is very good. And you, you called in while you were walking. Tanya, thanks so much for calling in and being a part of the program here. And again, our phone number, 888-914-9149, You know, as she was talking there, too, some of it is just looking for opportunities. And, you know, there are so many times where I think we end up saying, I'm so busy, but we've made... Mm -hmm certain things in our life priorities you know if i really want to watch my favorite television show i'll make the time for it if i really want mm -hmm. to watch mm -hmm. the the game you know of the sports team i follow i will make time mm -hmm. for that and mm -hmm. being deliberate making that time we we might have to say well what are the things in my life where i think they're important but maybe they're not as important as they should be, or, or you know, I'm I'm putting them in a place that really isn't in that right uh, order of priority. Um, you know, I I need to just simply kind of cut those out. Um, that's one thing. The other thing that I mentioned, Father, here too, is I think sometimes, especially more and more, I I can remember as a kid growing up. You know, there you never had smartphones you didn't have this constant connectivity online and so there were certain points where you just had to make peace with i guess kind of being bored you know and you you had time to think about things but now anytime that we're sitting waiting for a table at a restaurant or we're waiting at a doctor's office. You know, they used to have all the magazines out there. Okay, well, I could read a little something. Or sitting in an airport, you just watch people and just kind of observe what's going on. Now everybody has their heads down looking at whatever mm -hmm. is on their phone. And mm -hmm. it's gotten us to this point where we don't have those moments of observation, of contemplation mm -hmm. and thinking. And I'm not even talking necessarily spiritual thinking. I'm just talking about you just mm -hmm, had mm -hmm. time to think, and we've kind of been robbed of that. And how do you think we can kind of recapture some of that in our life so that we do we, – we aren't constantly being filled – or we aren't constantly filling up that space with being on some sort of device? Well, the, the technology – every technology takes – it takes the human race – a generation or so to learn how to manage properly a, a big technological advance. So certainly the digital advance is the new landscape for us. And I think we will, we are figuring this out, but it will take time. But we individually can make the decision to manage the digital technology better simply by thinking about it and by exercising willpower. So the we have to realize that the little uh, endorphin hits that come to us by constant sound bites or video bites of information are just like little sugar hits. You know, we, we know because uh, the, the culture has helped us understand this, that sugar, constant little hits of sugar wreck the body. They addict the body to... They mess up our uh, ability to process sugars in our blood, and so um, the same thing on a, on a kind of a, a psychological level and a spiritual level with these bits of sugar daddies that we get from the media. And 
So we have to say, well, no, I'm not going to feed myself jelly bellies every three minutes or eat candy bars all day. When we realize that on a psychological and spiritual level, we can begin to get a handle on turning off and putting aside media. As I say, for this uh, family camp I'm at, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, eight, it's seven days for the families of no internet. And the first day, everybody goes through withdrawal symptoms. You, you, uh, yesterday, I, I had no signal for anything, and I, I was just like sitting in the room looking at the sky. <laughs> but eventually, you know, it, I, I'd say within a day or two, you begin to love the silence and love the emptiness because it, it's filled with God's beauty and wonder, you, which you cannot see if you're distracted by media. I'd say that silence is from God. I mean, not just an emptiness. I'm talking about a full silence, a silence in which you can hear your own heartbeat, hear your own uh, your own life in its rhythms and the lives of others. That's from God. And noise and distraction is from the devil. It's just that clear it's, and that simple that that noise as noise, that is as distraction, as, as stress, is from the evil one. And that's why our Lord went into the desert. And that's why when he was interrupted by the voice of the devil, he insisted on that silence by quoting scripture to him. So we can, we can learn how to manage this by trial and error and by applying our rational faculties to turning off things so that we can grasp and enter into the, the better things, the best things in life. Our phone number to call into the studio here, 888-914-9149, as we're talking about finding silence in our lives, the importance of silence. Uh, Father Joseph Ilo is our spiritual director, and again, the phone number, 888-914-9149. Is it hard for you to find that silence in your life? Uh, is it something where maybe you're even uneasy in the silence and you want to fill that up with noise or activity? Uh, maybe you have been able to find some silence. And how have you done that? What are some steps that you've taken to make sure you have some of that silent space in your day, in your week? And how has it been able to, how has it helped you to be able to hear what God is saying to you when you spend that time in silence, in prayer, in reflection, in contemplation? 888-914-9149. And we'll be right back with more here with Father Joseph Ilo on The Inner Life. You're listening to Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We receive over a million prayer requests every year, thanks in part to the Catholic Order of Foresters studio line, helping us stay connected to your intentions. Learn how our sponsor can support your family with life insurance at relevantradio.com slash Forrester, an Illinois life insurance society not available in all states. I'm Josh Raymond, and glad to have you here with us during this hour of The Inner Life as we're talking about the importance of silence 
finding silence here in our interior life so that we can grow closer to God, so that we can make that progress in our spiritual journey, so we can hear God when he speaks to us. And the phone number, if you have a question or you'd like to join the program, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. And speaking with Father Joseph Ilo today. Uh, Father Ilo, let's go back to the phones. John is calling in from Fountain Valley, California. John, you're all uh, on the air with Father Ilo. Hi, Father Ilo. Hi, John. Are you there? How you doing? I'm there. Good, good. You're. It's good to hear your voice again. I haven't. I haven't talked to you in a long time. This is John Shields. Oh, John Shields. Oh, good to hear you, John. <laughs> yes, I, I just wanted to call and just um, just call in and, and uh, let you know everybody's okay. Susanna's good. We relocated down to Anaheim and uh, we live down here with our grandkids and we work down here. So we're no more Modesto. Great to hear it. And uh, <laughs> anyway, back <laughs> back to the question. Uh, as far as, as prayer, finding si- silent time, uh, maybe you can just kind of help me out a little bit on a few tips where I can kind of stay more focused uh, in, in my busy life. I'm still I'm still busy at my age, and uh, mm-hmm. I get distracted in front of the monstrous at church. Um, you know, a lot of lot of people in the back all the time in the sacristy and outside mm-hmm. talking, and it's kind of hard for me to, ch- mm-hmm. you know. In our chapel over there, it's not like it was at St. Joseph. It's not small. It's big, you know, like St. Joseph mm-hmm. the church. So the monstrous is exposed in the, uh, the chapel itself or the church. So mm-hmm. not off to the side like we used to have the little room, but... Um, Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, maybe you can give me a few tips on on what I could do to um, kind of slow down a little bit sometimes, and uh, you know have that silent time yeah, with the Lord. Good question, John. Well, uh, places where you have adoration, sometimes it is in the main church, and and there. Are, so one of the things is to find a time if you're less tolerant of distractions. And some people, I, I remember I was giving a retreat and. Africa to the missionaries of charity and their their holy hour started and right away this rock music a couple blocks away powered up and it was deafening I said to the sisters afterwards how could you keep praying with all that music and they said what music <laughs> so if if you're prone to distraction and, and a lot of us are I am uh, so a couple of things find a time that's less active if you can if that's not possible then just offer it up. That is, uh, I'm, I'm, this is my little cross that I'm trying to find peace and stillness, and those people won't shut up outside. Please bless them, Lord. Uh, give me a, a, a stillness of heart, and if you don't give me stillness of heart, I just, I, I'll praise you and offer this up to you. And then a third thing is uh, a text, you know, reading. So often if the distraction outside isn't too loud, you can kind of block it out by focusing on a scripture passage or a life of a saint or something. So always bring in a book that you can pull out if the distraction, and and often the the voices are not outside, they're in our head, and we need to return. St. Teresa of Avila said it took her 11 years before she dared to go before the Blessed Sacrament without a book. So even the great mystic of the church needed a, a book to keep her focused sometimes. John, thanks for calling in. And uh, Father Ilo, 
You mentioned a lot of times the voices aren't necessarily outside. They're the voices that are on, in our head. You know, it's us and us being kind of filled up with our own thoughts, our own distractions. And maybe we can talk about that for a moment here. You know, if we are... If we're with somebody else, we want to fill the silence. You know, if we're driving in the car with a friend, if we're at lunch with somebody we know, uh, we try to avoid those awkward lulls that can happen in conversation, you know, where all of a sudden that that <laughs> that kind of stagnant moment, it stands out when nobody has anything to say for a moment. And then both of you you start kind of thinking, oh, well, what else should we say here in this moment? And I, I think that can be similar in those moments of silence where, you know, if I'm not speaking actively to God or as you talk about with uh, St. Uh, Teresa, that, you know, she felt like she always needed that book with her for over a decade. If I'm not hearing anything, if I'm not saying anything, I need to fill that silence what are some ways that maybe we can, if we're uncomfortable in that silence, if I'm afraid to be alone with my own thoughts and, you know, not have something actively filling that space, that mental space, how do I maybe get to a place where I am comfortable with that? What, what helped St. Teresa of Avila? What helped uh, others? What has helped you maybe in, in, in your own life, Father? Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking about doing this radio program on silence, and I thought, well, maybe we should just like do the first half hour of radio silence, not not say anything. Well, no, that probably wouldn't work. But so one of the things we have to realize is that silence and prayer are not um, well. Prayer is essentially listening. It's not speaking to God, but getting quiet and listening to what He has to say to us. Our Lady. What didn't say anything when the angel came to her at first. He he started the conversation from God. Hail uh, Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. So uh, emptying ourselves, quieting ourselves. There's a great uh, verse from Exodus, I don't know, chapter 11 maybe, where the Israelites are backed up against the Red Sea and they see Pharaoh's massive army bearing down on them with thunderous noise and dust and they realize they're about to be slaughtered and they're panicking they're screaming crying out and moses said the lord you see this army you won't see it tomorrow the lord will do the fighting for you you have only to keep still so just make the effort to quiet yourself and trust in him so when we um have that awkward silence even with others, we have to practice being a little awkward and being empty, feeling the awkwardness of not having anything to say or choosing not to say anything. That's a little different than the mental fatigue and distractions that often assault us in our prayer. And that's another question. When we do feel uh, fatigue and, and stress, the, the answer is always to persevere, to stay with the Lord. He said in both those times in Gethsemane and also at the Transfiguration, and he said many times to his apostles, stay with me, just stay with me, stay the course. 
and eventually the distractions will, the, the devil will give up. He'll stop screaming at us and we will have that uh, beautiful silence with God. Father, let's go back to the phones. Uh, Steve is listening in St. Paul, Minneapolis. Steve, uh, just a couple minutes here, but wanted to get you on before the end of the hour. Sure. Thank you, Father Hilo. Uh, I just recently went, uh, hi. Uh, I recently just came back from my retreat this past weekend, a silent retreat. Mm. I've Mm -hmm. done almost 20 of them. And there's just a certain rhythm to them after a while that you get to look forward to. Um, Mm -hmm. I think people thinking about a silent retreat, it's like, oh, no, how am I going to do this? And then once you go, you just don't want to. You just want to. You want to go back every year. So it's just a. It's a great blessing. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the the, um, the annual silent retreat. It's just. It's just part of our life. It should be. You know, Steve, I. Steve, thanks I, I, so much. Sure, yeah, go I ahead, used Father. to go to a. I used to go to a monastery. Sometimes I go to a preached retreat. Sometimes I go to which has a lot of silence, but there's like two or three talks a day. Other times, just to a monastery and the rhythm of the liturgy of the hours with the monks, and especially in the uh, very more silent retreats with the monks, that kind of uh, joy and um, quiet, uh, tr- tranquility, lasts for about three or four months, if I'm careful, if I don't disrupt it too much. I, I can kind of make that last throughout a couple of months of the year. It's really beautiful. Well, the other thing that's, you know, important to kind of take note of with retreats, there's structure. It's not just open-ended mm-hmm. where, okay, you're just kind of out there on your own in silence. There is structure. And so even in our own lives, you know, if we are entering into that silence, we can have structure that, okay, maybe I will pray a rosary during this point. Maybe I'll have some spiritual reading mm-hmm. during this point. Maybe at this point I will just be in silence for this 5 or 10 or 15 minutes just to try and listen and meditate upon what God has been trying to tell me. That structure is important, too. Yes, you asked me, what do I, kind of, what do, I do in my life? Well, I, in my daily holy hour, I start the first 15 minutes I'm on my knees, and there's, there's three or four vocal prayers, like I, consecration, I repeat to Our Lady, consecration to the angels, um, act of the uh, presence of God. So 15 minutes of uh, well, with some set prayers. And then a half an hour of just silence and and reading one text. Usually it's the gospel for the day and maybe a commentary on that. I use the Magnificat magazine. And then the last 10 minutes, I pray one of the liturgy of the hours, depending on the, you know, maybe it's um, daytime prayer or the office of readings or something from the breviary. And so Father, that seems to be a good structure. No, thank you for sharing that. And we are just completely out of time here. Uh, always good to have you on the program and uh, yeah. look forward to speaking with you again in the near, near future. But as we do wrap up here, we've got about 20 seconds. Could I ask you to offer a blessing for our listeners? Through the intercession of St. Dominic, may you be all blessed with the gift of silence and joy in your own lives. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Amen. Thanks again, Father Ilo. Thank you to Nick Santovich and Thomas Engesser for producing the program today. And thank you for listening. And if you did join us late, I say it almost every day at this point as we're wrapping up, make sure you go back and catch the podcast. You can listen to the entire hour at our website, relevantradio.com, or you can find the podcast at uh, on the Relevant Radio app. Stay tuned. We've got Mass coming up next. We'll talk with you tomorrow here on The Inner Life.